0: anarchy no wonder nobody likes you
2: tuttle everything's a goddamn debate welcome to another edition of the Tuttle daily podcast i gotta tell you been a pretty crappy day so far and i know that my next guest has done a lot of uh improvising so this is like going to be one of the first improvising interviews that i've ever done i know about milton Milton, how are you doing, buddy? I, I, I apologize, I, and I hope you don't think that I'm being disrespectful, but like I'm, I'm dealing with some family issues right now, um, and it, it, it sucks, but I'm being a professional, and I'm getting on here, and I want to talk to you. Tell people, before we get into everything, how they can check you out. Tell them a little bit about yourself, because I the one thing I do know, you are an interesting mix of background right like dutch and venezuela yeah <laughs> yeah
3: I'm a very exotic mix uh so yeah i'm i'm technically a venezuelan living in miami
2: yeah uh, but how, for- how is miami how, how, was spring break pretty crazy down there i i heard spring break got kind of crazy it was
3: a live portrayal of the movie the purge oh yeah <laughs> like absolutely out of control and and the funny thing well funny like curious actually because it was it wasn't funny at all it was the most of the mess was made by people that weren't locals so people came this and went into their $10 trip back to whatever
2: <laughs> yeah now all right so t- uh, your website and stuff where can people check out your content I uh, and I usually like to tell people to go to the website. I'm sure if you go to your website, it has a connection to all your social media as well too, right? Absolutely.
3: Uh, my name is Milton Granadillo. Since it's a mouthful, uh, it's better to check me out in Instagram because my mm-hmm. handle is the underscore Milton underscore show. So the Milton show with two underscores in between.
2: Uh, no, no. So I think, so I think no, that's no.
3: easier to reach me.
2: Yeah, that, 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 that is. Now, Milton, let me, let me ask you. Okay, yes. so w- were you born and raised in South America?
3: <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, I've been in this country for only five, five years and some change. Uh, mm-hmm. But yes, I'm originally Venez- from Venezuela. I spent like two years in Argentina, and then I came here to the States.
2: Now, is there a lot, li- like, what is the biggest comedian ever to come out of your country where you were born? is it could be you right like i mean you could be the 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 biggest comedian to come out of venezuela right i mean
3: uh hard to tell (laughs) uh the the thing is there's there's very very cool comedians in venezuela that have like Mm -hmm. won awards and everything but they tend to be too local meaning if they perform in front of a crew of argentinians even though Mm -hmm. they're the smartest writers uh you only only people
2: a, in your country would get it right like it wouldn't absolutely be, wouldn't absolutely. translate
3: but definitely my favorite comedian is a guy called laureano mark mm-hmm. he's actually and he performs and he talks subjects about like history and, and politics and everything but in a hilarious way that you can relate to him even though if you're not a venezuelan
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh now Who is the biggest name that have you ever opened or done an open mic night or opened for any big acts right now? Like, uh, like, have you had a chance to meet any of the the famous comedians out there? Because it is like almost like a club, right? Like being in comedy and stand up. Uh, I know from what I've read, a lot of people like to, you know, the ones that are really, really nice will help out the up and comers. And then there are some that were just like, no, screw you. I'm not going to help you because (laughs) you're going to be competing against me.
3: Well, uh, I've had the luck of being in a city where everybody's super welcoming, uh, especially in the comedy scene, because basically every comedian, including myself, uh, are poor and we don't live off comedy. We do other things and comedy is like our our, our fun gig. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the Miami audience tends to be friendlier. Uh, I haven't opened for any big uh comedian yet but uh three weeks ago i opened for a guy and he told me like hey uh come to the venue right before uh and if you don't mind we we might have like we have to like hang before the other comedian ends and turns out it was uh marlon wyans
2: oh dude uh, he is such a nice guy too man he was uh, i i
3: was never expecting that because he was like super nice and actually he like uh extended his show so he we, we had to start late because of him, but he was in the green room and he was like the nicest. And he's like, Oh my god, guys, I'm so sorry. I never do this. Uh, but you know, some visit came over and we're like, hey man, you're the like person from white checks, you can do whatever the hell you want. And he's oh. like, No, man, I really want to apologize. Like he takes it like very serious.
2: Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he could have been like, I mean, he's an A-list like comedian. Like he could have easily been like, you know what? I'm going to do whatever I want to do and screw Absolutely. you guys. And that's it. But, you know, I'm glad that you bring the, uh, Wayne's up that um, I watched a documentary. Um, It was on. Uh, actually, it wasn't a documentary. It was on CBS Sunday morning. I don't know if you ever watched that show yeah, before. Yeah, love it. Uh, love it. They had they had Jamie Foxx on. Yeah. And they were talking about in living color. Did you ever w- have a chance to watch any of those episodes? I,
3: I absolutely know that show. But for reference, because it never got transmitted back in Venezuela. So I have mm-hmm. to like hunt down for clips in YouTube. And it's so interesting because the- it was a
2: show they, 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 they were talking. It was nice because it was a show for it was a black show done by black writers black absolutely. performers black stagehands and 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 it gave a voice for minorities because when i look at snl i hate when snl they all do this promotional thing they're like oh my god we have our first asian on the show yeah, or we absolutely. have our first section why why does it have to be that way you know like i mean i i i think you hit the mark
3: uh with *Living color because *Living color was for black audiences with black writers so when you don't have that when you have uh, uh, uh a crew that may that's probably like mainly white all the hires or the talent that are going to get hired even though they're multicultural you hire them from like a white standing point so it's it's sometimes like like cliche like stereotypes and it's like oh you're awesome you're not awesome asian stand-up comedian i'm gonna make you uh the angry asian guy and the guy's Oh like yeah, it's, but wait, you know, so they become these like tropes, uh, and and you know, I, caricatures, like caricatures. Yes, almost. and, of, and yeah. I have I have the most respect for SNL. Obviously, it's it's a steeple, and I, I all that I know about pop culture in America comes from SNL. <laughs> uh, but, but you would but, agree though that they do yes. make a
2: big you. You would agree, like I I know you. Listen, if I was a comedian too, I'm not talking shit about SNL. I, I'm <laughs> I, I'm not doing it because you know, like Lauren Michaels might hear this and be like, oh, yeah, oh, no, uh, ah, Mel- screw you. Mel- yeah, no, Mel- you could be Mel- the Latino quota. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. you Screw your chances up. <laughs> yeah, no, but it, it's just, you know, I've never gotten that. Now, like, do you think it's possible like for somebody to like that? All right. So, for example, using you as an example, would if there was a sketch show that was written for you, would a. Venezuelan, like writer, like be able to get you better would be able to be able to translate and write something better for you, or 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 does it really really matter? Can does it matter what race is writing for what race? Well, I think I think
3: you shouldn't be so strict into like thinking like, well, if I'm only writing for a certain segment of the country, it should be that literal person only. You know, I think I think we could achieve uh, a way of like uh, talking to every audience. Because for example, that happens here. Uh, as a performer in Miami, you have to perform for a wide variety because it's a of, mixture of Florida,
2: Florida is, is a it's melting ex- pot.
3: Absolutely. So it's an excellent school into developing uh content that's not only gonna be funny for a Venezuelan, it needs to be funny for a Venezuelan, but also for a guy that lives in West Palm Beach, but also from a tourist that's here from France, you know. So I think you if you have a multicultural crew, if you have You know not only one person that's from LA but you have uh, a Mexican guy and and, uh, an Asian person and an African-American that gets richer because the the irony of it is like uh, the minorities we have a lot of things in common and I love that you talk about in Living Color because I've watched some sketches that me even though I wasn't born anywhere close to that experience I get to relate and it's hilarious to me because as a Latino there's some experiences that are very similar to our our side of the minority yes yes correct
2: I I, I I agree now and now while we're on it, like do you like when I do my show, I like to keep it fun and light okay but do you ever get controversial? do you ever like talk about things and try to like all right, this is how I've always lived okay I believe in absolute freedom of speech. Right. I mean, I, I do. I mean, uh, our country, the, the definition of it is the protection of unpopular speech. OK, that's why, I,
3: that's why I'm here, basically.
2: <laughs> yeah. Now, now let me let me ask you this, though. It can a joke ever go too far. That's like the
3: classic question for comedians. Because uh, I say no. Look, uh, yes and no. There's this gray area. There's two things. First of all, there's the personality traits of every comedian that that's a very gray area and it's very abstract that you can explain why for example bill burr can get away with a lot of dark material that would get him canceled but since he's bill burr and he said in such a smart a funny not hypocritical way is hilarious but then another comedian could use the exact same stuff no. and would get canceled you know so there's the, yeah. the also the, the personality and and the brightness of
2: the louis ck louis ck used to use the n-word sometimes in his act and i'm like i don't know if he could get away with that now exactly absolutely so i think that there's there's a lot of uh, people complaining
3: about pc and stuff and sometimes what i've seen comedians saying like oh my, my joke didn't work my joke didn't work because there was the, the audience was too pc and i'm like well maybe there's possibility that,
2: that, that your joke sucked <laughs> or or let I the market like it's funny well
3: funny, I've,
2: I've, funny, I've, you know? I've always listen Milman, this is how, how i've always looked at it okay because i've worked in radio all my life i i believe that there should be no censorship i say i should be able to curse say whatever i want to on the air let the marketplace control it because if Absolutely. the audience if the audience is not enjoying what you're putting out over the airwaves they're not going to listen which means you're not going to get ratings and if you don't have ratings you're not going to have sponsors and if you don't have sponsors you're going to go you're going you're going to go out of business absolutely absolutely
3: and I, and I feel like also you can you can check on what's the goal that the comedian wants with that material because if it's for only for shock value it's probably not going to work if i'm just going to try to sneak the n word in a in a set just to like have like a badge of honor like oh yeah i'm so controversial yeah. but you don't have actual written material that works you're gonna bomb but did... if your if your intention is to maybe uh criticize society or or pinpoint something about our culture a uh, culture that you haven't checked like like dave Chappelle does for example then he can get a george with it.
2: floyd one the george floyd
3: uh thing Absolutely. he did was, was, was amazing that's basically a spoken word that for me, it's like another level. That's not just comedy. It's almost like he's writing an essay in the form of comedy. You know,
2: so, he has evolved. He has evolved so much. Oh, absolutely. As a, like...
3: Yes. But you can see like in his early stuff, there's uh, I can remember now uh, the, the one of his first HBO specials. You see it now 2021 and it works entirely. Because he's about criticizing society. George apartheid. W.
2: Bush. It, it was George W. Bush at the time, I think he yes, was talking and, about and 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 Bill Clinton. Wars. Uh, sorry, the war on drugs. Uh, yeah.
3: and it's fantastic because he wasn't writing just for shock value. He write he wrote with a goal in mind, you know. You gotta have uh, to be a storyteller, right? Like you you
4: absolutely. have to be a,
2: Who do you think is I, I've always thought Jerry Seinfeld, you know, he always said that just changing one word in a joke can make it like a hundred times funnier. Like it's oh, sure. he was such a wordsmith. Absolutely.
3: Uh, that's definitely like, like end game to write things with the exact amount and, and precise words. Uh, and it's almost like a song. Like I, I, I have jokes that are probably rewritten 10 times. And I try it on an audience and I'm like, well, maybe instead of saying this word, I say this other word. And sometimes it's even like, since this is my second language, sometimes it it can be like too convoluted for my own tongue. <laughs> so I'm like, OK, I need to rewrite this because it's like a tongue twister that I'm playing on myself. So, OK, but
2: that's funny, though. That's funny, though, yeah, man. Like, absolutely. I mean, it's real. It it makes the audience engage you. Now, let me ask you, do, do you record your performances? Because. You know, I played a lot yes. of sports. I played baseball. Just to be able to go back and watch yourself and kind of see and analyze what gets a laugh or not.
3: Absolutely. Uh, it requires, it's awful, basically. Because I hate, I hate listening yourself, to myself. I hate it. And yes, and I'm, and I'm, I'm very self-deprecating, deprecating, not on stage, but when I see myself on video, I'm like, ah, this idiot but is is the best way to to pinpoint what needs to be fixed and also realize that there's some things that maybe like a slam dunk that you need to use all, all the time and so I, I think if
2: you see your own performance uh you're half asking your job can you can can you also tell like i mean not only the joke but how you're 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 working the stage how you're like looking at the audience are are you like engaging with them you, you, does that make sense what i'm what I'm trying to sorry. say no d- does it make sense like not sorry only are that, you listening the- oh, are are you listening to are you also watching how you're working the stage like you know like oh, look at that okay, so you're breaking everything down then too yes,
3: because it, it, if if you have a great joke but the delivery wasn't right, it's still a bad joke. Yeah, account, man. the way that you page, the engagement you have with people. And also you need to have a, a script, like a scripted material.
2: Um, what is the worst you've ever bombed? Oof, I have a
3: bunch of those stories. Actually, I have a whole set about like probably like 15 minutes telling the story of my worst bomb. <laughs> uh, it was in front of a Venezuelan audience uh, for a Venezuelan comedian that's very well known here in Miami. The guy sells out every Thursday, uh 500 seating place. Uh, and he invited me to the show, and I was like, Oh, I got this. This is amazing, it's Venezuela, it's my people. Uh, and then I absolutely bombed. But like 15 minutes of like dead silence, people asking for the check, people yawning. Uh, the only people that were like engaged were my friends, and I could hear them like shushing other people. Uh and that was absolutely devastating.
2: Now, Milton, Milton, do you, do you guys have absolute freedom of speech in Venezuela?
3: Oh, not at all. Not one. Day. Not at all. Uh, so, like,
2: you couldn't talk bad about the president and stuff. Then, and no. that 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 would be bad.
3: No, yeah, I, I um, I did a mini tour with a mini tour with uh, a Venezuelan comedian. That he actually he had a a radio show, and the radio show got censored couple of times and then at the end it was just the government just like
2: came and mandated, took him
3: mandated to
2: to close the to, to shut it down can you kind of what
3: sorry
2: yeah i mean did they did they did they take him away like what, what happened like did you know
3: well uh it depends uh, on the mood of, of the guy that's that's a, a dictator at the moment uh mm-hmm. but is it child in jail uh, yeah, Chavez was at the beginning and now is Maduro. So is it, is it, he better or worse? No, not at all. It's, it's worse because uh, Chavez was a dictator and he was like, a, like a military and he was very hard. And then this Maduro is a wannabe of that guy that has zero experience nor the smarts. So imagine a very dumb
2: dictator. Oh, how, yeah. How hurtful it can be. Wow. I mean, we had that here in the United States, didn't we, for the last four years? Like, I mean, oof, I mean, I mean, <laughs> we, I mean, we kind of did have a dumb dictator. I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, what, what I was uh,
3: uh, I was very impressed to see is how regardless of ideology, a guy with dictator traits, you can see him like you can spot him and okay. you can see how out of control it can be. They're sociopaths. They're egotistical. Yes. And and I saw very, very common traits of a dictator in the in the former president. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey,
2: Melton, tell people once again how they can check out your stuff. I really, really appreciate this. And if you're ever in the Central Florida area, let me know because I know a lot of the clubs around here in Orlando that I can get you connected with. So Oh, I will definitely spam you as soon as this
3: interview is over. <laughs> uh my my Instagram handle is the milton show that's the underscore milton underscore show and then you'll see clips of, of my performances uh schedule
2: for for upcoming events and whatever pops into my brain all right milton hey uh, I apologize hopefully you enjoyed this interview i hopefully i didn't, oh, i had a, blast. a bad improvising no nah, I <laughs> just having some family emergency stuff going on and 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 I just I apologize for not being as prepared as I could have been, but I I thought it was a great natural, real interview we just did. So no, I really
3: appreciate it, and I really hope that everything is okay back at home. Uh, it's, I know it's, it's very weird times, so mm-hmm. everything gets like heightened. Uh, but I very I'm, I very really, very
2: much appreciate the the invitation to your show. All right, Mel. Hey, we, I'm gonna follow you on uh, Instagram there so I can keep up with everything. Right back at you. All right, man. Have a good one. Bye. Alright, man. Peace. He's a nerd. I've only been arrested one time.
0: A radio personality.
2: Professionally, I'm not in the best position that I've ever been in.
0: And hot talk satirizer.
2: You would think with everything that's going on, a Caucasian like myself wouldn't be able to randomly talk to an African-American or a minority.
0: Do you have something you want to say? Hey, what kind of preacher is you? Leave Tuttle a voicemail. Because you're kind of ignorant. Especially if you think he's being an asshole. No, nigga, bitch. Will your hurtful comments offend Tuttle? No, baby. Call the show at 407-270-3044.
2: No, baby. All right. Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. I was thinking about this today. As it is raining, it is absolutely pouring right now. And I'm sitting out in my dad's uh, F-150 right now recording this. And sometimes this podcast... See, this is one of the things that I've had to get used to when it comes to doing a podcast. Because it's almost like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Because... it's not linear. Because I'm i I'm recording throughout the day. And you'll know what I mean later on when you hear my final segment of the day. But I just got done watching the movie Promising Young Woman with Carrie Mulligan. And I got to tell you, holy crap. I know with the pandemic last year, not a lot of big time movies came out. A lot of people, like, Held back their movies and stuff. But man, it was so good. And the reason that I'm bringing up this movie, I got a piece of audio that I'm going to play for you in a few minutes. And I talked about this the other day. I talked about how it's gone uh, too far to one side. And I explained it. Like, I know that women get sexually assaulted, I know women that get sexually harassed, or raped, it does happen. It really, really does. And it is sad. And these guys that commit these sexual crimes against women need to have their balls cut off. But before I get into that, I want to go through some audio. Because I've been busy. I'm constantly always finding audio to be able to play, and I really have not, like, went through any of it. And I don't I don't post a lot of stuff on TikTok. I use TikTok to find good audio sound bites for my production guy, Josh Kale, up in Canada to be able to use. But this video just hit me like really, really hard. You know, when when we get older, our problems change. Like when you're a kid, it's the basic things. Like that you shouldn't really ever get freaked out about. And when you get older, like the stress and the real world problems come around. Here, l- let me just play this audio for you and 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 you can judge for yourself, because it it, it kind of hit me hard. Maybe I'm just becoming a pussy. I don't know.
4: I don't think I'll ever be able to get over how truly special the child human brain is before, you know, and grows up. Like mine has grown up. I was talking to this kid today, and he was my best friend's nephew. And he was like, You know, it's really good that they moved into this new house. And I was like, Yeah, financially, it was the best for them. And I started going on about taxes to this kid. And he was like, No, 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 the ceilings. They're shorter than they used to be. And I was like, yeah, but they're just ceilings, you know? And he goes, no, because now if I bring a balloon inside and I let go of it, I can just grab it and bring it back down. And I was like, no, you're right. You're right. Like, if you let go of your balloon in a higher ceiling house, like, you might not be able to get it back. You might just have to wait for it to come back down. And I literally almost started crying because I don't see the world that way anymore. I don't really care if my balloon... Shows to the ceiling, and I don't get it back. But it's just not special to me anymore.
2: Don't get it twisted. I'm, I'm not becoming one of those motivational speaker type people because most of them come off as fake assholes just trying to make a buck off of being Mr. Positivity. But it is true, though. Think about this. Like, a lot of the stuff that's going on a lot of these uh, mass shootings, these violence that's happening in our world is over stress. Like, seriously, when we were kids, yeah, we didn't have a lot of responsibilities. But, I mean, can any of you guys remember back to when it was like to be a kid? When... The worst thing that could have happened is your balloon floated to the roof and you weren't able to get it. But now us as humans, adults, we're worried about dating. We're stressing out about having a job. We all start stressing out because, oh my God, next thing you know, we're in our 20s. Oh my God, we're in our 30s. Holy fuck, I'm in my 40s. I'm divorced. I don't have a family of my own. I'm an only child. Yeah, that, that's the type of stuff that I'm stressing out about. And we all, we all have different things. Stress, stress is all relative. It's all perspective. Because people stress out about all types of things. And the person is right. The child brain is just amazing. It is like a sponge. It is always soaking up information. That is why I, I've been trying to help raise money to help out victims of childhood trauma. Because it, it's not fair. You know, you need a license to have a gun. I, I really do think that like, some of these people that have kids, they're, they're causing a lot of problems. They really are. Because these, these kids are innocent. It's these asshole parents that are irresponsible. They're like, oh man, I'm not wearing condoms. Just feels so good to fuck without a condom on. And then they have kids that they neglect or abuse, sexually molest. It, it happens all the time, and that's why we have a bunch of fucked up adults right now. Because a lot of people don't realize that the reason that people are messed up, and I'm not making excuses for some of the people that do dumb shit, but those those most important years where you're supposed to learn right from wrong, yeah. These irresponsible parents are sending out young adults that are going to be fuck ups. Fault because their parents were a bunch of assholes. So I'm going to get off of this. I'll digress. I just thought that that was like a, a, a great story. And like I said, I, I don't post a lot of stuff on TikTok, but I do find like interesting sound bites all the time. Now, this next audio that I'm about to play, I did not find this on TikTok. But this, this, this couple, they're leaving for work in the morning, and it looks like a residential area. And they get attacked by a, a, a motherfucking bobcat. Now, I know bobcats are not that big. But listen, even a normal size house cat will fuck up your day. Now, a bobcat, that is a different story. And I got to tell you, one of the most eerie sounds you'll ever hear is when a cat is facing off with another cat and it doesn't even sound like that. But just just hear this. I'm going to post this video on all my social media, twitter.com Tuttle, facebook.com Tuttle, instagram.com Tuttle. But I got to give this husband credit. It's not like that, that dude that was out there jogging on his own that choked out a mountain lion. I mean, a mountain lion is a different story. But a bobcat isn't anything to fuck with. Good morning. I need to wash my car. Like I said, you are going to want to see this video. I know a lot of it is visual. So I'm going to kind of break it down for you. But I am going to post this video on all my social media. Just search Tuttle. I'm on every single social media platform. Just search Tuttle. Tuttle with two D's. T-U-D-D-L-E. But this husband has this bobcat with both of his hands, like, holding a baby that just shit his diaper and slings the bobcat, like, I swear to God, must have been 20, 30 yards. And the bobcat was like, what, is that the best that you got? He was like, that bobcat was like the fucking Terminator. And I'm not talking about the uh, T-900, the, uh, the one with the, the metal skin. I'm talking about the liquid one. The the T one thousand, no matter how many times you shoot it, it is coming back for more. And this bobcat, like seriously, ha, like if you see an animal like this, especially a predator that is usually on the prowl at night, I could almost guarantee you this bobcat was rabbit. Definitely had to be rabbit because after this dude slung it. It came after the woman. Again, this dude's wife, it went straight for her. I don't know, like, if she, and I'm not trying to be sexist, not trying to be misogynistic, but I would like to know if this woman was menstruating. Yeah, I'm going to say it. Was she on her period? Because, you know, the, the females give off pheromones and maybe the cat got confused and just wanted to get a piece of ass. Oh my God! Get up! Get up! Get up! Get up! Get up! Get, up! get, up! get, up! get up! Out! Oh, shoot that fucker. By the way, this was not in the state of Florida. I don't even know. I I I should do better job researching. But this was definitely play. If this would have happened in Florida where everybody is carrying Stand your ground. I mean, this is a clean shoot, right? On the Bobcat? Like, it's not going to cause, like, any, uh, like, Bobcat Lives Matters. BLM. Bobcat Lives Matters. BCLM. Because this is a clean shoot all day. This is stand your ground. It is the exact definition of stand your ground. And this guy's talking about, shoot the fucker. Well, where is your gun, buddy? Where is your gun where you should be practicing the Second Amendment to be able to save your wife? But no, you threw the cat about 30 yards. I mean, I got to tell you, the guy's got a pretty good arm. And I got to tell you, the bobcat was scratching the fuck out of him with those back legs when he tossed it. But the Bobcat was like, Is that the best you got, buddy? Because I'm coming after your bitch again. Get out! Watch
1: out! Watch out! It's a Bobcat! Take my
2: wife! A Bobcat! bobcat! You know, a lot of the older generation says that technology is going to be the death of our country. I got to tell you right now these uh, security cameras, these ring doorbells, they got some great audio processing some great microphones, hardware that comes with it. Because I don't know if you remember, uh, probably a couple of months ago, when I played the audio of that neighbor dispute where the guy was calling his neighbor a pussy, 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 and the guy just was done with it. He snapped, went out, pulled his gun from his waistband, shot the husband, shot the wife, by the way, the guy was a horrible shot, by the way, because he had to go back inside and get his long rifle and then finish them off. And I'm not making fun of any of that stuff because, like I said, it's, it's just not worth it. And those two people ended up dying, but Jesus Christ, man, I'm getting all types of great audio. I'm not saying great audio as in, oh, it's great those people died. No, like, we're able to see things happen audio, and visually. And I think that's great because we can learn from these people's mistakes. I don't understand because this, this was in a pretty busy residential area. So that's why I was saying this bobcat had to be rabid. It just, it, it, it had to be. That's, that's the only reason why I think a bobcat would be out there. Or like I said, the woman might have been menstruating. The cat smelled the blood and was like, all right, I got to get a piece of that.
4: All
2: right. So if you haven't had a chance to check out the Tuttle Daily Podcast live stream that happens on my YouTube channel, go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Tuttle. I do a weekly, well I do it every night, Monday through Friday, usually in between 8 and 9 on youtube.com/tuttle. Make sure you subscribe because if you haven't subscribed yet, and when you do, hit that bell button because when you hit that bell button, it's going to alert you anytime that I go live or upload any new content. But I talked about something this week and I've, talked, I've also talked about this. I'm not going to be ever that radio host that is so stubborn that I can't have his mind changed. You know, I, I was talking about, you know, with the Me Too movement. And I got to be careful of how I talk about this. I don't want anybody to think that I'm downplaying the horrible atrocities that women have had to go through through the history of our country, having having to fight to have equal rights, to be able to vote, just to be treated like men do. And I think that we have made a lot of strides; we really have. But are we also going? A little bit too far. And I, I, I know that I'm going to get a lot of heat. I know a lot of people are going to get upset with what I'm about to talk about. But I, I also think that my mind has been changed. At the beginning of this segment, I, I talked about, I just ended up finishing watching the movie Promising Young Woman, starring Carrie Mulligan. And I got to tell you, it is a pretty deep, dark, and twisted movie. It almost seems like a modern-day Fatal Attraction. But, you know, Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction was just crazy. Carrie Mulligan was crazy, but she had a purpose, which was revenge. And I'm sure stuff has happened like it did in this movie. And I'm not going to go into detail because I don't want to ruin any of it. It's been out for a couple of months streaming. But I also do think that we've gone a little bit too far. You know, women have wanted equal rights and equal rights means being on the same level as men. But I also do think that men are starting to get treated unfairly as well too. And I know a lot of you guys are going to be like, oh, Tuttle, you're being a real fucking pussy. You're being an insensitive asshole. But it is the truth. Like, seriously. And, and, and give me a second to explain myself. Like, I, I'm a complete gentleman. I respect women in their space. I, you know, I worked for one of the, well, she still is. The most powerful woman in radio, Linda Bird. And I respected her. I was scared of her. Not scared of her like, oh, yeah, she's a woman and she hates men. No, that I I was like, "Holy crap, this this woman has just made a career for herself." But Are we also going too far in the other direction where, like, guys now are going to get the short end of the stick? And this audio that I'm about to play for you, I I don't want you to think that I agree with 100% of it, but the guy really does make some great, valid points.
0: What is it truly like to be a man in today's society? What are the difficulties?
1: Let's see. There's no point in getting married anymore because divorce is basically incentivized.
2: I know that you guys hate when I start and stop audio the way that I do. This is one of the things that I don't agree with this guy on. This, this guy sounds like a guy that has just had his heart absolutely ripped out by a chick. He hates, the, he hates the, just the institution of marriage. And I'm not against it. Like, listen, I've been married before. I, I don't think I'll ever get married, but I'm not going to say that I'll never get married again. But, I mean, there's also a lot of other happy couples out there, like Kurt Russell and Goldie Hahn. They have been together for years, and you never hear anything bad about their relationship. I mean, they've had a great family, and it just worked. But this guy just sounds like a bitter man that just got burned by a woman. Hell, I was that guy at one point. I hated, right after my divorce, I hated my ex-wife. I hated my wife. But then it got better. It really did. It was like, I, like, I, I can't say that I hate her because I was with her for so long. I had a lot of great times. So it'd make me, it would make me the biggest hypocrite in the world to say that I disagree with marriage. Why would an aging
1: woman who's losing her sexual market value want to be with a man when she could just take his money and his children and his house?
2: <laughs> I, I'm not laughing at that. Because fortunately, I really didn't have anything to take. Luckily, I didn't have any kids You know, I I, I would have loved to have had kids, but it it just made things easier. But the guy does have a point. Like, seriously, if there is a domestic dispute, nine times out of ten, even if... and, And listen, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. Yes, men are assholes. They get physical And it sucks. Like I said, they should have the shit kicked out of them if you ever put your hands on a woman. But nine times out of ten, if a woman gets out of hand, it's happened to me. It has happened to me where I have gotten dragged out of a club because I was hanging out with somebody and we were drinking too much and maybe we had a disagreement. Never touched a person and the bouncer came over and asked if I was bothering her. And she said, yeah. And guess what? The bouncer drugged me out of that place by my head. And there was nothing I could have done about it because guess what? They always take the woman's side. They do. And also, why do the women always get the kids? I agree. Women. The mothers need to be with their kids. It is way more important for the kids to be with their mother. They have that bond. They, they grew into a baby inside of that mother. They have that bond. So, yes, I, I don't have a problem with that. But I also, like, I don't understand why men have to pay half, half or more. It just, it, it, it does not make any sense. And the cards are stacked against men in present day America. It just is. It, you could be, the, you could have been the greatest husband in the world, could have been the greatest father in the world. The guy is always going to get screwed, even if he did everything right. You
1: can't be sexual at all to women anymore, or else you might get canceled. Everyone believes women when they make false rape allegations.
2: All right, so I got I got to be careful about how I talk about this one. Like seriously, well, let let's get to his first statement. There, you you cannot compliment on her looks anymore without without being afraid of being accused of sexual harassment. That that is the god honest truth. It is. Like, you could be innocent. You could be like, man, you look really nice today. And that could get misconstrued. And it happens all the time. Now, I, I also, like, there are fake rape allegations. But I also agree that you got to take every single one of them seriously. You got to do your own investigation. The authorities have got to do it. They really do, because there are a lot of men that take advantage. There are a lot of men, and back to the movie, Promising Young Woman, starring Carrie Mulligan, a lot of guys do go out. They purposely get women drunk. And I know a lot of you guys are probably like, well, you know, the woman, you know, she, she's responsible for herself. No. Guys, if a woman is passed out and she is inebriated and she does not know what's going on and you have sex with her, that, that, uh, it's it's a touchy subject. It really, really is. But I, I consider that rape. If a woman is passed out because you fed her drinks And yes, I know people are responsible for their own actions and drinking, but be a gentleman, guys, for real. Because it makes you a real fucking scumbag if you have sex with a woman that is passed out from drinking too much. Yes, yeah, I I said it. Even Even if she was into you and was ready to throw down, if she is passed out drunk, You have to have self-control. You got to be the better person and be respectful. Because if you really do like that woman, you would not do something. You would not want your first time to be with that woman while she was passed out and could not remember a goddamn thing. I'm just saying.
1: And even if they're proving to be not true, your reputation is still damaged for life. A woman with buyer's remorse can basically just make false claims or exaggerated claims about you, and you're damaged for life. Women want you to do and provide everything for them and change into whatever they want you to mold into, but don't want to change at all themselves. And society praises this. Women always talk about how they want a man above six feet, but when a man talks about how he wants a fit chick, he's body shaming.
2: Okay, so now all the points, out of all the points that this guy has made, that is kind of true. It really, really is. I mean, all right. I, I've done promotions at radio stations where the Chippendales have been out there, and the women sexualize the guys nonstop. They do. Now, when a guy body shames a woman and is not interested in them because they're not attracted to them, that makes them a superficial pig. Like, oh, so what? You only care about beauty. You don't care about personality. You know, when, it, when a guy does that, that makes him a chauvinistic pig. But when a woman does it, nobody blinks an eye. They really don't. I, I really do think that the gentlemen, the guys that are the real good guys, underappreciated now. They really are. You know, I I always thought that it was like a myth that the women love the bad guy, the troublemaker. The guys that actually put in the effort, the guys that do the thoughtful things, the guys that do this and that, they get shut down. They do. They get shut down. They get made to feel bad. They get made to feel like it is their fault. And before any of you guys think that I'm talking about anybody in particular, it could be that you you are so wrong. But I've been dealing with that all my life. I really have. There are so many guys out there that have dealt with this. The guys that are old-fashioned, the guys that treat women with respect, the guys that are thoughtful, the ones that go the extra mile, they're the ones that get shit on. Men are underappreciated. That's why I said that I think that we are going too far to one side. Because if women wanted truly equal rights, which I think we've come a really, really long way from, I still think women get treated like shit it's getting better. But do are we also going to do it at the de- detriment of men? I don't, I don't think that's very fair at all. I really don't. And I don't want you guys to think that I'm being this women hater. I'm not. I love women. I respect them. They need to be put up on a pedestal. At least some of them do. The ones that deserve it. But the ones that you put up on a pedestal they 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 don't want to appreciate the guy that is doing all that stuff. they want the bad guy they want the guy that treats them like shit, and I guess that's just the way that it is it's it's always gonna be Nobody has our backs, not even our brothers. Men
1: destroy men in the name of women because they bite night. We're completely disposable in today's society, and nobody cares.
2: I don't like to paint with a broad brush. I'm not saying all women are like that but you do have to admit that there are some women out there that do treat men like shit. They feel like, oh, you owe me this, you owe me that. It, it, it's, it's just not fair at sometimes. But I also agree that women have to deal with more issues. They got to fight harder. They got to work harder than a lot of the men just to be able to get the same type of position, job, or respect. But I'm just saying, if we want true equal rights in the sexes, then yes, it needs to be a uh, a level playing field. And I still think men have an edge, they really, really do, but men do get treated unfairly sometimes, especially the good ones. The assholes are the ones that get away with it. The ones that just cheat on women. The ones that abuse women. The ones that are just complete assholes are the ones that give the gentlemen the good guys. The ones that respect women and treat them the, the way they, they should be. They're the ones that get treated like crap. And I know a lot of people are going to be, be mad at this commentary or this rant that I've gone on. But you know what? It, it's kind of true. I can see both sides of the story. So I'm going to take a quick break. Going to come back with the last segment. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast.
0: And hot talk satirizer, you're listening to the Tuttle Podcast. All
2: right, guys, welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Once again, I am waiting for my next interview. Let's be talking to David G. David G is a former Navy military officer, he is also a pastor, talking about regrets now. I didn't see that message. Did you, is he here? Yeah. Because if he is, as soon as he calls in, definitely bring him on, please. John G. John G. Sorry. John G. Sorry. I get a lot of, uh, listen, man, I'm going through a lot of stuff right now. John G. Not like the letter G. It's like G-E-E. And John G. is going to be on the show, but right now we're high and dry, waiting for the high spot. And John G. is nowhere to be found. Where are you at, John G.? Not going to get mad. Today is Sunday. It is the Lord's Day. So maybe he right now is in the middle of a sermon somewhere. But I was kind of looking forward to this interview. Plus, i'm just being honest i kind of need it i've been listening to the podcast you know that i've got a lot of stuff on my plate right now i just do and i need john g to show up and i'm not talking trash vulture even told me you know be cool but i still do have a problem when people no call no show like like i really really do and i'm not i'm not talking trash i'm sure something came up you know john g being a navy guy being a military guy i'm sure he's a very very responsible person so him not well what time is it right now he is officially 4 minutes late And I know a lot of you guys probably get tired of hearing me complain and stuff. But, you know, like, I just don't I I don't appreciate when people, you know, think that their time is more important than mine. Like I said, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not going to talk trash or anything like that. You know, John G wants to reschedule at a later date. I'll give him another shot. I have no problem with that at all, but John G got a lot of stuff going on right now, man. Got a lot of stuff that I could be doing, and your interview would also help me out with content because I am scratching for traction when it comes to content because I've got my mind on other things. I talked about this on the Total Daily Podcast live stream the other day that I apologize. I apologize that I have been lacking in exclusive content when it comes to the audio version of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. But I'm trying the best that I can, people. A lot of you guys don't think about this. I am an only child. Most families have siblings to be able to you know, help each other out, to be able to lean on. And I'm by myself. Now, I do have my Uncle Harold, who is my dad's brother, that has been coming down every single day and helping me out. But for the most part, and I don't want you guys to think that I'm being disrespectful when I say this, but it's kind of on me, my responsibility. I cannot move on with my life. I can't start a life of my own until this whole situation gets straightened out. Because I don't have a brother or a sister to be like, hey, I got stuff going on. You think you might want to help me out a little bit? No, I don't got that. Everything is on my shoulders. you know i'm sure a lot of people think that i'm being heartless or emotionalist or even a sociopath because i i really like there are times that i do want to ball my eyes out i want to cry i want to just scream and yell and let it out but i can't i can't do that in front of my mom or my dad i got to be that rock I'm not complaining, but it is true. Like, I got to be strong. And trust me, it is tearing me up inside on a, on a daily basis. To see growing up, especially in the South, when it comes to being a Southern son of a Southern father, one that had one, one of the main manliest professions that you can think of, which is being a steel iron worker. Back in the day, and I'm talking about any of that pussy ass stuff that's going on right now when it comes to steel erection. Where you got to wear a safety harness all over the place. Got to wear steel toe boots, jeans and a shirt and a hard hat safety glasses, all that good stuff. Back when my dad was doing it, fuck, there was no tying off. Those guys walked the beams. They walked the iron with no safety harnesses on at all, shirtless, in the summer sun, probably been out partying the night before. Yeah, their morning probably sucked because they were hung over. That's a lot of things that I noticed when I was working, When I was part-time at Real Radio 104.1 to make ends meet. When I was dating my soon-to-be future wife. After I got done working at the radio station, get up at 3.30, get done by 11.30, give me enough time to go to lunch. And then I would do ironworking, steel erection, until about 6.30, and then go home, rinse, repeat, and do it all over again. But back then, at lunchtime, the guys would go out and have some beers. They would. You know how many iron ironworkers I saw back in the day that could not weld a straight line before lunch? I got to tell you, mysteriously, hand quotes, even though you can't see me right now, after lunchtime when they went and had a few beers or a couple of shots, those guys could weld like nobody else could. Straight lines, no slag, dime-sized welds. Yeah, because they went out and got a little bit of that hair of the dog. From the night before, and they were good to go. One of the two of the ironworkers that come to mind. I mean, they they were seasoned veterans from Alabama. They 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 came to Central Florida to look for work, and I never really really understood how they did this. These two dudes would weld without helmets on. I don't know if any of you guys have ever had flash burns when it comes to welding, but it is one of the most painful things that you will ever experience in your life. And I've experienced it. And I wore a helmet every single time I was welding. What happens is you get these blisters on your eyeball. And then when you rub your eyes, those burst. And then it just feels like somebody dumped a sandbox full of sand right in your eyes. And the more and more you rub it, the more and more it hurts. But these guys, they would weld without a helmet on. And a lot of people don't know this, that even when you're welding, that, that, that arc is so bright that it'll actually burn your skin. It'll give you a tan. And the only thing that these guys did was put suntan lotion on their skin and would weld without helmet all day long. So what I'm trying to say is, I worked as a different generation of iron workers. And those guys, those were the men, men. But back to what I'm saying, I digress. What I'm trying to say is, you know how painful it is? You know how angry I get to be able to see my dad in the shape that he is in right now. And the doctors, the doctors, see that that's the thing about our medical system right now. Our medical system is so fucked up in this country right now. These people, they can't give me any answers. The only answers they give me is we're running more tests. And I'm 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 ready to pull the plug not pull the plug like he's on life support, but pull the plug and get him to a hospital that actually knows what the fuck they're doing, like Shans Hospital up in Gainesville. Because I, I think that it is my duty. Has my dad been the perfect dad? No. Has my dad cared for me? Has my dad given me every single thing that I need to be able to succeed? Yes, he did. Have I succeeded? No, I have not. But he's also given me every single thing. He's given me the tools, the skills, the lessons, the discipline, all that I need to be able to do what I want to do. Yeah, I'm still living with my parents right now at 40 years old. But how many of you guys would do that? How many of you guys? would stick around and help out your parents because there's a lot of people that wouldn't do that. It infuriates me when a lot of these people want to come at me and tell me that I'm taking advantage or I'm mooching off of my parents. No. Fuck that. Fuck you. And I dare you to say it to my face. Because I contribute. I put in. I help out with the rent. I clean up around the house. I run to the grocery store. I run to the pharmacy. I take them to doctor's appointments on top of everything else that I'm not even talking about in my personal life, my dating life, this podcast, the YouTube live stream. So what I'm trying to say is that I got to be strong. I have no choice. And that's not good. That is not good to keep things bottled in. You know, everybody's talking about, and and please see, I got to be careful with everything that I say because, like, I don't want to get Baker acted again. I don't want people to like, oh, oh,
4: he's he's losing it again. He's losing it.
2: No, that's that's the very same from the case. Like, I I am 100% Mentally there. This is the best that I've ever been mentally and physically in my life. But you know, with the second amendment stuff, they're wanting more gun laws. You're not gonna get the guns from anybody. You're you're just not gonna do it. You gotta concentrate on mental illness. And and listen, I've been there. I've made my mistakes, I've experienced the deepest of deep when it comes to mental illness. And I've come out on the other side a better person. Not a lot of people could be doing what I'm doing right now. And I'm not trying to S my own D or anything like that. Like I said, it is 345 right now. I was supposed to have the interview with this guy, and he doesn't even show up. So I guess we'll just have to reschedule it and do what we got to do because I'm going to be nice. I'm not going to go after guests or anything like that. Am I a little disappointed? Yes, but I'm sure there's a good reason for it.
0: And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. Do you want some cool ass sunglasses? Check out Vaporshades.com. Also brought to you by Starfire Transport, StitchYouUp.com, PocketPairClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Lamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com/slash CCA Productions presents. Show voiceover service is brought to you by jcvoiceover.com. That guy's got a damn sexy voice. You should hire him. Check out jcvoiceover.com. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash on the radio. Comments? Concerns? Or do you just want to let Tuttle know he's being a dickhead? Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two d's at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail at 407-270-3044. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast.
2: yo, Terry, what going on?